Hello and welcome. This is the Juggling Podcast number 16. My name is Luke Burge and with me is Paula Pentler. And um, we just, we've actually, I think this is like the fourth attempt now of actually recording this podcast um, for various reasons. One is that in Israel we did some recording and we were going to do it sort of like as we went along um, at the Israeli juggling convention. But, but we just didn't have the time because we were so booked out with with shows and doing stuff yeah, we had that we didn't so have the much time. When um, we had enough time, we just wanted to relax and not do another thing. And And when we did have time, when we did actually record stuff, we ended up talking 20 minutes about one day of the convention and because we were away for like seven days 20 minutes per day means a very 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 big podcast so um but uh, a lot of fun in my opinion yeah because we actually had like it was for example one was after our show and we just had a lot of energy there so i know i would still like to like put it in yeah. So that the people can feel the energy that we had. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was great. Maybe we'll release these other audio files as uh, as something separate, um, as sort of like a little um, extra extra things. Also, we recorded a, a conversation, uh, an interview with Ori Roth, who's a, a fantastic three ball juggler, about the juggling scene in Israel, about his juggling and about the convention. Uh, but it turns out this little adapter that I had for the um, recorder was broken. So that was uh, that was like a 15-minute interview about Israel and about juggling, just completely down the pan. Now, you can still hear the interview on the MP3 player. No, not on the MP3, on the mini-disc recorder that we have. Um, but only if you turn it up full, then put it through an amplifier and turn the amplifier up full. You can hear it under this big buzzing sound. Um, With some language. Yeah. So he's decided Alien then to language. record the podcast once again at home um, altogether. And we just recorded a few minutes and we just listened to it back. And it was like really, really bad quality. This like stuttery kind of thing. I think my talking was okay. I think it was mainly Luke's. Well, uh, it's. I think actually <laughs> both both of us. But so anyway, this morning after oh, all this, oh maybe you noticed that I have my own microphone. I was now. just about to mention that as well. Oh we, sorry. We went out because of this, you know, bad adapters and and bad quality equipment that I was using and losing um losing quality. I decided to get. Uh, some an extra adapter, and I decided to buy an extra microphone. So now Paula has her own microphone, and I'm very proud. The and thing is, now I can disturb Luke without him accepting it and moving the <laughs> microphone over to me. Yeah, but check it out. It's I've just got I can on this do mixer. it. I can just on this little mixer. I think now speak. Let's see, turned you down. You can't. Is it? I just didn't speak. I know. That's <laughs> uh, and um, I think it's a. a, a crappy quality mixer but it does work now of course when we do interviews with people i can just give the interviewee a microphone and they can uh and they can no do it. i will have <laughs> you can get a third microphone okay, you, you can you can get your own microphone so anyway let's uh, i have my own microphone now we've, we've talked about i write paula on it <laughs> and i'll spit on it so that no one wants to use it or so <laughs> that's disgusting sorry so let's. Um, Luke will destroy that. You know? <laughs> There's no chance that we will get that podcast online. I know it's going to work. It's going to work. Let's talk about Israel for the for the eighth time now of actually getting there. Um, stop miming. <laughs> okay. uh, so yeah, we were asked like at the EJC last year. Well, we weren't asked, but I talked to Scott Seltzer, who's the booker for the the shows at the EJC, and. Uh, he says, uh, how about coming to Israel? Or was it me who said, hey, we want to come to Israel? I can't think it was which, you. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but uh, we wanted to go to Israel. So um, Luke mainly wanted to go to and Israel. Paula, and I'm very, very, very happy that I went with him. 
yeah. but I didn't actually want. No, Paula is not only afraid of flying, although you did the flying seminar earlier this year to get over that fear of flying, she also doesn't really want, didn't really want to go to Israel because you thought it was too dangerous. Um, after yeah. being there, you realise that it's not that much of a problem at all, no, is it? <laughs> it's really fine. The people are great. They are so nice and friendly and just fantastic people. So, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, that was Anyway, so I said to Scott, I said, I'll, we'll put together a new show and we'll perform a new show for him because he wanted like a, us to do like a half-hour show. And so I said, let's do it. So over the past few months we've been working really really hard on the new act and the new show I think and I didn't have time. time for my other job so no money there um but uh but we've worked really hard on this and it's and yeah well more about the show when we get to it so we decided to go to Israel and then uh, months ago we, it was confirmed that yes Luke is going and then it was confirmed yes Luke and Polo are definitely going to go then it was like hey Yoo-hoo! we'll get you the tickets but the guy who was sorting out the tickets at the convention organizer called Ron was away in I think in China for months before and he only got back to, to Israel three weeks before the convention I think that's the, what the big problem was so they sent out uh, some tr- uh, plane tickets to fly over but then it turned out that um, they just didn't arrive because they weren't e-tickets. They actually had to had to post the tickets to us because they're still living in the 20th century or something like that. And uh, and then that didn't work out because we weren't getting the tickets. Then two days, no, the day before we were actually going to fly out to Israel, that was last Monday, they sent us an email saying, no, wait a second, you're not going to fly via Istanbul anymore. You're going to fly via um, Warsaw. And then they said, no, you're not going to do that after another a few hours of gone past. You're going to fly direct from Israel no, f- direct from Berlin to Israel. So, uh, and earlier than we were expecting too. And you can imagine how great I felt, like being afraid of flying and then not even the night before knowing which flight you'll take if you're going over Turkey or wherever. I know, so this was a big low point of our convention, even though we weren't at the convention, just the stress of the um, of the not knowing what was going to happen. And also we had Where's to... Where's the Easter egg? Oh, yeah. Polo just, gave, Polo yeah, just gave I, me an we, Easter egg I and I dropped it. Egg <laughs> <laughs> don't do that <laughs> so uh, we uh, we had to uh, get up really really early Monday morning now I actually wanted to buy a new adapter for the, the, the mini disc recorder but I couldn't because we had to leave too early in the morning and then when we got to the um, the airport we realised why actually Israel seems to be quite safe when you get there is because they just don't let anyone in who hasn't got like a completely official business there at all so uh, what we had to do oh, is go through like a hundred people yeah which name? Which names are like really Israeli names and not Scott Seltzer? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't help us. Yeah, at so all. we literally an hour and a half worth of questioning, getting through security before we even like could check our luggage in there as well. And uh, well, about, we were at the next problem. Yeah, of course. But uh, about the security, we we were questioned about everything: where we lived, how long we had lived together, if we lived together, what relation we are, how many people we knew in Israel, who packed. The luggage, who packed the luggage if we were like with the luggage all the time and since so, then and then we got through and then they searched all of our luggage while we were there now normally when you check bags if you're flying with sort of like any other kind of uh, uh, flight you'd you, you check you know you, you check in your bags and then they go through security so you never actually you're never there when they open them up if they're going to open them from when they in- x-ray them but flying from terminal three in berlin which is just for our flight, just to fly into Israel. Israeli flights have it's their own terminal. It's very difficult to find because, like, that big military truck was in the way to see, like, where the building is. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that was quite strange. Oh yeah, so we opened up the luggage and they're looking through and I've got like huge juggling knives in there and smoke machines and lasers. And actually, we on stage, I'll show you, we have a bomb that we throw each other on the stage and juggle on the stage. So we were actually flying with a fake bomb in our luggage. Yeah, <laughs> and but it didn't make it too good. It so. didn't, but we never actually mentioned the yeah. fake bomb. I well, was so glad that Luke <laughs> didn't mention it. When, uh, when they asked, do you have something like... Do you have something in there? And Luke said, yeah, I guess it might be the... And I thought, oh, no, don't say the fake bomb now. But he said, it might be the juggling knives. Mm. And I was so glad that it was just the knives. Mm. Also, through all of this, there was a list of names that our names weren't on it because the tickets that we were using had only been bought the evening before and the sheets for security and the tickets had been printed out the afternoon before. So we weren't on any of these lists. Anyway, finally, and, we get onto the plane. And my name... Was they they put an, a wrong name down for me? Yeah. So, <coughs> what's wrong? You got to point the microphone into your mouth. Oh. Like that. Into my mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I was called different in my passport and on the list. Oh, no, yeah. the non-existing list on my ticket that I printed out the night before. And also, Paula's passport she had only got that week before, which was another huge problem. Uh, and then we got into the uh, into the plane and we're escorted out onto the track. On well, not onto the track, onto the runway by. Two helicopters. One helicopter, no, one helicopter and two military armoured vehicles. And this is just, we're still in Germany. We're not in Israel yet. And that's already that kind of um, security. A helicopter was actually checking like the, the, the air around. Yeah, I don't know what for. So we, anyway, we fly and it's not too bad a flight, was it? We, we did okay. We got to Israel in, on uh, Monday afternoon. Late. What? It was oh, a bit two, late. Two hours later, so... Yeah, okay. So, but still, once we were on the plane, not too much trouble. And uh, we got picked up by a family called the um, Azulai family, which is uh, specifically Dekal Azulai, who's a fantastic three-diabolist. And his sweet little sister. I know, and we spent the, the night with them, and it's the start of the Passover as well, which is the main Jewish holiday. And uh, so a huge feast. And a little bit about food in Israel. Normally, I guess the food in Israel's cool, normal food. Maybe no... Um, no pork. I think, yeah, mainly like vegetables and salad. I know, and but fresh for the, for the Passover, no bread. So you've got just salad. And pretty much for the next week, we just ate salad, sweet potatoes and rice. And it got to us. That's a bit, bit of a, the bane of the convention, I think, for me, the main bane yeah, of the convention. Yeah, for me as well. Just Especially for breakfast, the same. Yeah, for breakfast, rice. No, no, eggs and potato and matzah. And matzah is like dry rye vita. Um, so yeah, just so much matzah and and salad. Anyway, but it was great staying with them. We stayed there for them for two days. Tuesday we spent a lot of time on the beach and eating ice cream, which is good. Ice cream not banned for Passover, which is a good thing. Wednesday we get up really really early because we're not going to the convention yet. We've got another gig before then because the Israeli convention organizers decided that they weren't going to pay us a lot of money, but they'd get us other gigs while we're there to pay us a lot of money. So we went up to the Haifa Children's Theatre Festival. Or was it just the Children's Festival? I can't remember. Children's Festival. Are you enjoying eating chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we, uh, we performed Are you? there. And we had a 50-minute show, pretty much our street show with other pieces put in there, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, It went down very well. It went down really well. Um, but even though we were performing in English for kids who couldn't speak any English... And uh, uh, but they can speak sign language. That, yeah, they can they can speak physical comedy or understand physical comedy, no problem at all. Also, when we got there, there was nobody there to greet us, and so we just turned up and we did our show. And then afterwards, um, Polo went up to this sound to the technician. Sound technician, and I asked, like, um, 
do you know anything about a taxi bringing us to the convention? And he said, oh, no, you you have to talk to, like, the person in charge. I said, yeah, who is it? Yeah, uh, who did you talk to before? Like, we didn't. Yeah, but how could you make a show? Like, we just made it because no one was there. He was really laughing. He thought that was a bit strange. I know, because literally nobody was there organising. We found out later that the main woman who was organising it was pregnant and then she'd gone into hospital that morning. So we just... Yeah, and she didn't know before, you know? Yeah, of course. It's just nine months. <laughs> nine months notice. wasn't quite sure what was happening. So, yeah, very strange situation there. And then we got the taxi from there, from the theatre, across to the convention site. Now, a little bit about the convention site, which is a like a fantastic high of the convention, just the kind of yeah. place you're at. Um, imagine... Uh, hot springs, pools, waterfalls, um, like a hot national park. Hot springs is wrong. With, uh, it's like warm, warm, water, warm water, but there's no hot springs. Oh, yeah, there's no hot springs. I always thought there would be like really hot like water. Like steam coming yeah. off it and stuff like that. That no, was what I expected. But very, very nice, relaxing kind of temperature water. Um, so you can swim as much as you want. Um, and then there's camping in a great sort of over these rolling hills with more palm trees and other trees and bushes and things like that. And then this huge hall, which is obviously never used at all. Except, except by birds. Except by birds for nesting in and things like that. So it's a little bit dusty inside, um, but absolutely huge as well. Pl- certainly enough room. And I think this year about a thousand people came along to the convention. So it's certainly one of the largest conventions in the world. Um, yeah, and it's just just a fantastic venue. And it's there's a kibit, kibbutz next door, which is like a, a like a commune kind of uh, village kind of thing, and they have their own hall. So we do the shows, the main shows, in a separate hall as well, which is a really nice theatre. In theater. a theatre, yeah. Um, and that was cool. So what did we do when we got there? Really, we just sort of we hung found out. our tent because they put up tents for for all the yeah, artists. That was good. And in a separate like bit of of the hill yeah was and really nice and we and ate some food from the caterers now the caterers all week fantastic people as well they were yeah they were my big high yeah because they were always friendly not and your high your crush yeah and it was a high point for okay. me to go there except okay. the food yeah except it was food. a low food <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, food was low the point. low point and the bane but the people serving the food were definitely a high point and a crush for i mean once well. the food was great and would have been great i know but every day like the that. same Food. No, it's not every day the same food. It's every meal the uh, same yeah. food. That's every what we had Every day there. three times the same food. So it was uh, a bit much. But yeah, we hung out. And on the Wednesday night, there was um, the first event, which was this competition. Now, a few years ago, what, five, six years ago, there was this uh, young guy called... Oh, I've got his name here. What's his name? Um, Ari Rosenberg. Ari Rosenberg. You remember that name. You didn't even yeah. have to look at it there. Uh, anyway, he's a juggler who died. And so in his memory, um, as a memorial to him, there's this uh, three-club competition or three ball competition uh it's organized swaps by every his year. family yeah organized by his uh, parents and they donate uh, like this cash prize to the winner uh so i took part in that at sh- very short notice i literally wrote down some tricks practiced them for a few minutes and then went up and did it and uh had and he won no i didn't win oh yeah true <laughs> uh, oh guy you lost a guy <laughs> i didn't lose i just wasn't in the top three at all which is great because the guys who did win um uh there was ron berry uh, ron berry something like that anyway he won and he had a fantastic routine and some really cool tricks and some really good sections of the routine as well it all flowed together really well so he was he should have won and he did i would have voted for him but i didn't get a voting slip um and then jan from the netherlands jan Jan orving Orving. uh, he came he came second can't remember who came third um but that was a that was a really fun but another israeli juggler yeah another israeli juggler came third as well um but yeah really 
really good fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed taking part. Actually, this is pretty much the first serious juggling competition I've taken part in since the last time I was at the Israeli juggling convention back in, in 2000. Really? Yeah, I just d- don't do it. Of course, uh, WJF in a few days' time, I'll, I'll take part in that maybe. Um, but that oh, is that a serious competition? The WJF, <laughs> I've heard, <laughs> I've heard. No cash, no, no prizes, I don't think. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, that was good. And then we just spent the, a lot of time just hanging out in the hall. We didn't do much juggling because we were already knackered after flying and doing a show. And also the next day, Thursday, we had our big show to do. And this is one that we've been preparing for a long, long time. Um, it's a 45-minute show. Lots of me juggling on stage. Lots of polo on stage as well because we do the big finale together. Also lots of video projection. And I hadn't actually finished the video at all. So while I was at the juggling convention, I was finishing okay. off the editing. You, you can see a few photos online. I guess Luke yeah, can put maybe them, put, put a link on. down. Yeah. Luke in the gym with a computer. <laughs> Luke backstage with a computer. Luke everywhere with the computer <laughs> and polo pulling faces in the in the foreground of the picture holding <laughs> yeah. up the camera and taking photos but yeah still had to do a lot of work and actually i was still editing because edi- let me just explain as well at the beginning of the show i actually there's some credits come up uh, on 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 the screen and then the um i get some footage of people coming into the theater and i actually play that at the beginning of the show. So I had to wait for people to actually come into the theatre. For the show to start, Eric Aubery, otherwise known as Eric Arberg, if you've only ever read his name rather than heard it said, he had he was doing like 25 minutes before us on stage. Um, so during that time, I was still editing it together, laid it down on the tape, went around the front of the stage, put it in the recorder, press play. In that play. time, I got blue. Yeah, Polo was like freaking out. I was... <laughs> Bricking it like, completely, we were so nervous. Like when I'm really nervous, I get like red cheeks and stuff. But at one point, Luke looked at me and said, "Wow, Paula, what happened to you?" And I looked to the mirror, and my face was bluish. I thought, "Shit!" But after five minutes, it was okay again. Yeah, but it was. It, but I thought, we "Oh my god, really I just faint." Um, so it started a bit late, and they were really doing it. And we're thinking, "Wait a second, the guys seeing us rehearse, and Scott Seltzer, who had who had booked us as well, we're thinking, what on earth is Scott thinking at this time? Yeah, we're going to be like all going to go wrong.' Rehearsals. It was just the worst thing ever. I thought <laughs> after that, I nearly cried because I I was just so angry with Luke because I thought he pushed me into that show, and I'm just not ready for it, and I can't do all the tricks and. We'll just be the worst show. We'll just do the worst show ever, and the people will get angry with us and hit us afterwards and because also, they paid money for it. Also, it's quite a technical show as well. Oh. I mean, there's lots of lighting cues as well that we've got to get right, and the music and the sound and stuff. And like Scott Selzer was sitting in the in the audience, like at the rehearsal, like front row as well. And wasn't he? I just thought, oh my god, he'll shit himself as well because he booked us, and when we do a show like the rehearsal. He'll get hit as well. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's so it was just but horrible. we went on stage and it was fantastic. We really had a lot, a lot of fun as well. Everything yeah. went right. Because uh, nearly. Uh, nearly, I mean, I'm, except I'm, Luke messed up a bit. I, I did mess up. There's this part where where we. Well, I'm not going to explain it, but there's this thing that I meant to have around my waist. Um, for a big part of the last final act. It's sort of like a big climatic moment in the whole routine. <laughs> and I forgot to clip it onto my belt. Um, so it just had it to... It blew me out completely when is, I tried to your... reach it. Yeah. And I just looked under his, under his shirt and it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but the audience didn't notice this and it all went right. And it was fantastically successful. Everybody afterwards was going on so long about it. and I gave my first signature. Oh yeah, and Paula signed some cards and she had fans and people came into her as well. There was a little girl. What did she say? She, was like after they, they left the the um, the theatre, 
the little girl, just just being able to talk, she said to her dad, Bravo! <laughs> and he came backstage to tell us. And she didn't recognize me, so I, I got my, my costume back and, like, hold it in front of my body, and then she smiled a bit. <laughs> but it was really, really good fun to do a show like that. Of course, didn't see any of Eric Aubrey, Eric, doing Eric from Sweden, doing his I saw his, his re- rehearsal. I didn't even see and his was rehearsal good. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really um, annoyed about that, really. Uh, oh, wait a second. My computer turned off. Polo, keep talking. Go. I'm not sure. Is it, if it, is it recording? It looks as if it wouldn't record then. Oh, okay. So sorry for so that. Small break. Yeah, Can I go to the, the toilet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just the, the um, screensaver Popcorn. came Popcorn! What? Popcorn. Popcorn? What are you talking I, about? I just had to think of popcorn because of a break. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about now. I um, so anyway, that was that was pretty much for both of us the biggest high point of the whole show, not just of. And the then afterwards, not afterwards. I mean, when we got our our applause. Yeah. And I knew we were standing on stage, and the applause was actually just for us. Yeah. I yeah, I see fantastic. what you mean by that. Actually, it's, it wasn't it wasn't for like a full show, and it wasn't like someone else is going to come on stage afterwards. We did our show for a group of what maybe six, seven hundred jugglers in there, or something yeah. like that. A big number of jugglers, and it went down. Really, really well. So, hopefully, we'll get booked at future festivals. And all festivals that pressure for fell, that. fell over me, and was was yeah. such a fantastic moment. And also, loads of people came up to us later on in the convention as well. Like, it must have been like every one of the person at the convention <laughs> was <laughs> said thanks for the show as well, because it was everyone there was so nice, really accepting, one of the best audiences you could ever perform for. Yeah. But really, the work didn't stop there. We're halfway through our shows to do next morning. Six o'clock in the morning, we get up, take the taxi back across to Haifa to do another show there. Great. Ten o'clock <laughs> in the morning, a children's festival. Guess where we got the energy from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we got the energy from, but we did it, and it was another great show. Very, very sweaty. Forgot to take my white shirt with me, not white cotton very shirt. Very clever. And so I was performing in this polyester kind of black shirt that I have, which is really nice, except if you've got, like... Um, a waistcoat and huge For jacket over it. For more details, check online. <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll definitely have photos put a of that of as that. well. There's a, there's a perfect waistcoat and area again, of me sweat. Pulling faces in front of him. <laughs> really, really nasty, <laughs> nasty, sweaty kind of situation. Um, but another really good show. Then we had a look a bit look around Haifa. Didn't do so much there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a good day. Then we, and we tried to find bread. Yeah. Couldn't find couldn't. bread anyway. <laughs> Turns out it's actually illegal to sell bread in Israel in a majority Jewish population. So if you're in a town where the majority of people are Jewish, you can't. It's illegal to sell bread. But all the Arabs, do you say Arabs? Yeah, the Arabic villages. Yeah, they they sell their bread like on the streets, next to the streets, yeah. on little, little trailers. Yeah. Quite fun. So uh, that was it. And then we took some time off, really, didn't we, on the, on the Friday afternoon? Uh, time off is a bit... We <laughs> didn't have any workshops or shows for the next 24 hours. So, yeah. It didn't could, we? No, we didn't at all. It was like the next day before we had to do anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, had a really good evening. Friday evening was the Israeli show. Not the international show, just the Israeli show. Uh, and that was good. Let me just see my list of things here that I've got. Um, oh, yeah. Highlights of the show for me um, were Decal doing his three Diablo routine. Yeah, well, not three rocking. Diablo routine, but he was really good. His three Diablo is so good. Um, or maybe all young 15-year-old kids at Diablo is that good these days. I just haven't seen any really good three Diablos for a long time. He's fantastic. And there was a guy called 
uh, Sharon Zippes. Zippes? Zippes. I don't know. He did a great three ball routine. He's a fantastic juggler, one of the best in Israel that I saw. Uh, he did sing while juggling. Yeah, he did a singing, juggling kind of thing. Well, no, sort of miming like play, along. Playback. Yeah, yeah, playback singing, but very And funny. dancing and, and nice then, movements. And, and then there was these good two. Good looking. Yeah, he was good Things looking. Things like well. that. Be a good looking juggler does help, I think, just to connect with people. Especially uh, when you can move <laughs> as well. Yeah, he could. He and could, juggle. He could. Wow. And he could pretend to sing. So he was a really good juggler, really good dancer, really good looking, and pretended to sing really well, too. Um, another act that caught up and did their thing were, were uh, a young couple called Netta and Yam. And they juggled balls. Oh, started off with just one ball, and then they picked up a ladle and started throwing the ball back and forth to each other using a ladle. And then more ladles, and they did this and fantastic more balls. and more balls. And it was so good how they could scoop up the balls and pass them to each other with ladles. I'd really love to see that routine again. Uh, maybe we'll get a video of the show. Hopefully. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those fantastically creative routines as well. Uh, but that was a big, big highlight for me to see that. Um, to see that kind of thing going on i did fall asleep twice in the show nothing to do with I the didn't. quality of the act just <laughs> so tired by that point he Absolutely. fell asleep twice and then went to the toilet yeah and so how disturbing can you be in a show stacked by going to the toilet um but that was good next morning oh well, we didn't really get up but there was the uh there was a, a workshop that we had to do i did a combat workshop which was good fun lots of people came along to that and then the game started now this was i always loved the games at conventions i was really was looking forward to the low these. point of the convention ah, it was so disappointing so long three hours so boring so crap games three hours 10 games in three hours uh, oh, I'm not but sure, it, but it inspired w- me to to make it like so much better and how bad they can be yeah it was it was inspiring how bad the games were. I understand yeah. what you're saying there because we're doing the games next week at the BJC or this week at the BJC and uh, we know we now have a, a, an exact example of how not to yeah. run the games. Um, but overall, I did win the combat. They had this sort of combat tournament thing. And you would have won a free entrance into the next convention. <laughs> I know, but I didn't. Instead, I won a set of three crap no, juggling you, clubs. You did win it, but you passed it over to someone who didn't actually use it. Oh, did I? I actually won free entry to the convention next year. Oh, didn't you? I thought I the know. first person wins. Yeah, that was that's what oh, was announced. I thought you were like so friendly and nice that you said, "Oh, I'll pass it over because if I go, <laughs> I will get in for free anyway." No, because I'll that's do not something. What, that's not what happened at all. I was just given three clubs, and the guy who came second, which was, he was a really good combat so player. So the second person won yeah. like the biggest prize and I ever. won and I won a set of three crappers juggling clubs crappers juggling clubs in the world but we ever. changed it to something nice yeah we did we sw- I swapped it for some nice um, hand sticks the and I swapped the Diablo one for pies for my little niece what did I win that Diablo for I can't even remember what it was for now oh uh, club balance yeah, oh yeah I won club balance which was so long it took about 20 minutes you didn't minutes. win it didn't I? No, no it, was a, it was a. You were second. No, it was a tie. I think we both got prizes, but it was a tie because they said combat in the end. We just had to run at each other. It was a bit crap. It was the same guy who later won like the combat was biggest it the prize. Guy? Yeah, yeah, he was good. He actually won the seven ball endurance. I came second, and he won the five ball endurance. So I didn't enter that. The we whole went to get food games instead. were between the two of you. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but no. um, it was it was really good. But overall, the games were a big low of the convention. They were energy taking instead of energy giving. giving. And that was bad because just after that we had another show to do, the, the main special guest show, which is sort of like the big gala show of it. And this is where they got all the um, international acts. And there wasn't just me and Paula, and there was also Eric Aubry and Jan Oving, also Morgan, Morgan Cosco from France, and Marco Paoletti, and was that it? 
Tempe. And Tempe. Tempe went down a storm in the show. He, Everyone really loved his Diablo stuff. And afterwards, yeah, I was hosting the show the as well. He got the biggest applause when he did the, the three times turning around. No, because I was hosting the show after I said before, and I said, "Look at the EJC. I was hosting the show, and I got you back up on stage to try the the the, the Vertex Triple Genocide." And I said, "Can I get you back up on stage to do it again?" He says, "No, no, no." I said, "Please, let's do it." And I'm so glad I did. He hit it third attempt, and people were on their feet, going absolutely wild. Uh, Marco did two X, and, and I like like in the workshop you did a performing workshop the other day, and people actually asked because Luke said a bit about yeah, sometimes it's good to not do something first attempt, but second or third attempt. And they asked, like, oh, did Tempe pretend to do a third attempt? And Luke said, no, it's actually a really difficult really trick. Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and like do you me remember who did, that? Yeah, I did, a, I did a, a, a Diablo trick early on in the show as part of a hosting piece, and I got it second attempt on purpose as well. And it's amazing, actually, just how much that works, getting something the second yeah, try. it's like the people actually wait for you to get it, and then yeah. they freak out. And they really did freak out. Um but that's really cool. Uh, also, I did a three-ball routine. Uh, I'd say Marco did two routines. Morgan did two routines. Morgan closed the show as well. It was fantastic. Um, and that the people loved him. Me and Paula did we our art of juggling. Him. Yeah, we did our art of juggling. Morgan, as the finale as well, we got I got everyone off on stage to do like an, one last trick um, between them. Morgan does a five-ball shower. Catches four balls. The last one, coming down from five-ball shower height, so really high, he catches it on his foot. But he doesn't just catch it on his foot like you would catch a ball on your foot normally. He actually catches it on the bottom of his foot tucked behind his other leg. So sort of his right foot tucked up behind his left uh, knee, behind the knee, and he caught the ball there and the crowd again just went completely, utterly yeah. bonkers because he took three attempts at that as well. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone on stage was going completely wild. Um, so, uh, uh, sorry, just uh, adjusting my trousers there a bit. And um, so... What? <laughs> so it was, it was a really, really good show. And and that was pretty much the end of the convention, wasn't it? Oh, no, I did one more workshop, sort of creative performing kind of stuff. Yeah, and, but um, it wasn't very creative after four shows. I know, I just, I just couldn't be asked anymore. So, <laughs> it was a so, bit lost. I know, so the workshop just became a question and answer session, really, and just talking about different stuff. But some guys did come up in the like the workshop, workshop part of the workshop, Um you know, the practical part when yeah, I actually yeah. got people to come up with stuff. One guy came up with some really good ideas. Well, no, everyone came up with some really good ideas, but one guy came up with a certain idea which is good enough that m- it makes me really want to steal it, but I'm not going but to. But don't mention it. I'm not going to mention Otherwise it. Otherwise, someone else will steal because, it. Because then <laughs> if I... That's not fair. No, it's not someone else to steal it because then when I do it, people know that I stole it. <laughs> also. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and then... The day, the next day, we pretty much packed up all our stuff, didn't we? Really, on the Monday? Uh, no, oh, Sunday. There was that really funny situa- situation in the workshop when the people, when you said something like really wrong, it sounded really wrong. Oh yeah, I blatantly told people. Uh, not blatantly, Luke I accidentally said, told people to okay, steal everything. It's okay to steal if you do it better. Like to steal an idea if you can do the idea better. It's not and exactly what I meant. Si- yeah, but the people <laughs> were actually sitting there with their mouth open staring at him how can he say that is that what he is doing no so i went into like into that workshop and said hey luke i think you said something that the people misunderstood and i'm so glad i did that it would yeah, have been it, such an embarrassing thing it's not i think that could have got a rumor Seriously, I know. I'm not the joking. The idea is not steal something if you can do it better than the other person. <laughs> that was what just I was trying so great. What I was trying to paraphrase <laughs> is what other people looked at. Him. 
I was trying to paraphrase what Victor Key said in the interview that I did with him, and I, and I released it on the podcast a week. He says, it's okay if you see something to take it and do it better, you know, sort of take a certain idea and improve on it and develop it and to, you know, and present it again, you know, do it in practice. If it works well, go for it. And if it fits what you do, do it on stage as well. It's not like, oh, that's a good idea. I can do it better than him. So I'll just take that person's act or something like that. Um, but that was how it sounded. I know. It's just, I just said it he the wrong way. He was really tired. And I was, it was like the it was end two of o'clock the in the morning. It was funny. Let's skip forward on to Sunday. What did we do Sunday? Pretty much swam again. Lots of swimming in all this time. Ate a bit more um, food, and uh, and that was and that was pretty much it for the uh, for <laughs> stuff. <it. laughs> Polar's doing crude things with microphone cases here. I don't want to see it. Um, and then we we got on the plane really really un- early Monday morning, not five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so we got up at two. I yeah. didn't sleep at all. Yeah. Because I wasn't tired. Great. But we finally got back to Berlin yesterday morning. And, and we stayed again at a really nice family. Oh and yeah, had the, the last day of the Passover. With Ori Roth. And, and, and did this interview and with his, Ori Roth. all his families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know who, like, the, who's his mum. The parents of... The father of Ori has a brother. And the mother of Ori has a sister. And that brother and that sister are married. That's, the, I think, the easiest yeah, way of saying it. Yeah, and they are all living together, like, in, in two houses next, next to each other. But I don't know, like, who belongs to who. Okay. Uh, I just... Tell it's you what, funny. Paula, let's just wrap up this, this yeah, convention report because we've talked funny. way too long about this. But it's been fun. Um, so, quick, let's do the high-low, cold-crush brain kind of thing. High for the convention of you was what? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? We wrote some down. Just pick out the, the one high for you. Um, Lending... Because yeah. that meant I, I did the flight and I didn't yeah. like the plane didn't fall down yeah. and we didn't got shot and stuff like that. Is that the high for you, is it? Yeah. But my main high was the end of our show. Yeah, I think that was it for me as well. Also we saw a street show I saw a street show in the gym. These guys did it. Let me I've wrote their names down here. Uri and Nora Weiss. They did this um show called Cirque. No problem. Um, and it's fantastic. I, I'll talk more about it. I'm sure maybe if we if we looked it up on the internet, maybe I'll find a a link to their website or something. Really, really good fun. That was a um, high for me. Winning the combat, which is good that I, I won the combat because I did the combat workshop just before. That was quite good. Uh, and also we put down here, Polly, one of your highs was um, getting signatures, signing signatures as well. Yeah, all the, all the that, was, that was cool. It was good fun. Low for you, go. My low was all the stress... Uh, stressed with the flights beforehand, mm-hmm. um, always getting up so early in the morning to do shows, yeah. um, and then that practice session on stage, like the yeah. the rehearsal, that was my biggest low because a I low for me was losing props. I lost a juggling ball and a spinning ball, and losing spinning balls it's not the money because it only cost me euro fifty. But you find your perfect spinning ball or your perfect head bouncing ball, and that's it. You've got, it's really difficult to find another one. Yeah. Another the biggest low for me, I think, was the games, just because it was so annoying. Um, yeah. They, did you say that they actually took three hours? Took three hours yeah. of the games. That's why we couldn't do our workshop and, on time. Um, the carrying, we had seven bags, and to the shows, we most of the time had to carry at least five or yeah. so, and it was just annoying. It was hot and just really bad. Okay, goals of the convention had different different goals. One was to make good shows. Did that think? Uh, another one was to to um, to make the convention organisers happy with what they did and that they didn't regret booking us to be the main artist over there. 
And I think we fulfilled that goal as well. Yeah. Um, another one was to, to make friends and to catch up with people I've not spoken to for a long time and uh, and to make some more fans as well. And I think we got friends and fans. Another. All the, the young boys are loving Luke. I think he he's like their big idol and stuff. <laughs> and, and all the all young these, girls. The, these <laughs> all girls. fell in love with Polar yeah, completely. Yeah, it was just amazing. And uh, another a big goal was to do podcast stuff, and we pretty much completely failed in that, didn't we, Vola? In my opinion, we didn't. But it's it's I didn't do the podcast kind of thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. The crush for me, um, my big crush was was the food people. The food people, also all the families we stayed with, Scott yeah. Seltzer who booked us, the theatre crew, specifically the lighting technician. I mentioned that it was a quite a complex show that we wanted to do. The lighting technician was fantastic. Every single cue he hit, sometimes better than I did. He just seemed to instinctively know exactly what to do at exactly the right time. Um, uh, and also the performers as well, Jan and Marco and Morgan and Tempe especially. And uh, who else was there? Polo, of course. And another big crush of me. Did I forget a, a performer? Because if I did... Oh, Eric, of course, as well. Even though I didn't really see his big show. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, Bane of the convention. Carrying, of course, which is a, a low. The carrying stuff. Uh, not really having enough free time and time to rest. The biggest bane, of course, was the food. Not having no any bread. No bread. No bread at all. Actually, it was w- when we got to the, the Saturday night and they got the artist food, they went to this um, the, the Arab, Arab. Ar- Arab village and brought loads of meat and cheese and bread and stuff. And no all cheese, of the artists, no cheese. Oh, no, hummus as well. But there was just all of the artists was just something like, food, bread, and like just stuffing it down our faces. It was fantastic food. Even though it was crap food, it was like really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um Finally, uh, surprise of the convention. The, the big surprise for me was actually how little, sh- how unstressed Polar was during the whole thing. Yeah, you could actually relax quite a lot, uh, even though you you were stressed. It wasn't a huge issue, uh, which I thought it could have been. <laughs> could have been interesting. Also, another surprise is when when uh, when we were finally going, people. Um, there was a big discussion about how old we were, and that generally the guesses were between twenty and twenty-two. And it turns out we're not. We're actually 26. Yeah, and it was my birthday. And 27. It was it Polar's birthday. It was my birthday. birthday. And they, they sang to me, like all the people sang to me in English once and once in Hebrew. Yeah. Happy which birthday was to quite Polar. cool. Because like, it was her birthday on on. It Saturday. was like, how many people, like all the people watching the game sang to me. I know. It was that fantastic. was cool. And Marco was the person who organized it. Yeah. So, so that, thanks, Marco. Thanks a lot for Marco. Also, thanks for Scott, finally, for the invitation to the convention. Thanks to all the Israeli jugglers. And, uh, yeah, about a 1,000 people at the convention. Really, really successful. Yeah, and, and I, again, want to say how friendly everyone it was. was. The, all the people on the convention, they were just helpful and friendly and nice. And So setting aside all of our issues of, of being uh, having too much work... Um, and things like that, and a bit stressful. Do yeah, you think it's a great e- convention? Everyone ha- tried to help us to yeah. have as less work as possible. That's true. But a good convention? Yeah, really. Fantastic. Probably one of the best conventions I've ever been to. Um, yeah. It definitely gets the, the Luke Burridge Gold Star Award for being a great one. And there's only and a few conventions. It's a pity that, that I don't have that Gold Star Award what? yet, but I, I would give it. Yeah, you but would Luke give it. Luke is like the, the big boss you know yeah i i i award gold stars to conventions um anyway that's it really uh I, I, we're gonna put an interview in here but i think this com- this podcast has gone long enough already hasn't it i'll and give my gold heart to that convention 
End world peace. End world peace, which is needed in Israel, I think. Um, so uh, coming up. So actually, in it a has few got hours a time, reason to say that. Wow. Yeah. Finally. Um, in a few hours' time, we're going to fly to the British Juggling Convention. There, we're going to be doing lots of stuff. Uh, more about that next week's podcast, of course. And we'll hopefully get some interviews and interviews that actually get recorded this time as well. Oh yeah, and and sorry again to Ori for that. Oh yeah, Ori was so uh, we can't really release your interview that we did with you, even though it was really interestingly talking about the uh, maybe the juggling maybe scene we can like write down or something and. Just put a link down yeah, and do. have a, a written do. down interview. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'd like that. I'll because it was really good and it's a pity to just not yeah. do it. So now we're gonna uh, we're gonna fly um fly to Nottingham, easy jet to Nottingham, unlike difficult jet to uh, Israel. It's a Polish joke Polish joke there. Difficult jet instead of easy jet, which I thought was when I first heard her say that I, I pissed myself laughing. Um turns out it's not funny when I say it. But uh, yeah, we're going to do that and lots of lots of uh, jobs to do at the the uh, British Juggling Convention, including the but British Young Juggler you of the Year show. You will hear about that next week. Next week, so I think that'll uh, wrap up our Israeli Convention review special. Um, and I do really do recommend the Israeli Convention to anybody else. Oh, one final thing that I want to talk about, maybe just one more minute. Um, as of today, we are no longer the only juggling podcast. Polar, did you know that? Uh, no. Uh, because I listened to the new juggling podcast from some guys in America. They call it the first ever, uh, or the first all-American juggling podcast by two guys. One called, and the other one called, blah. Blah, blah. Uh, oh, wow. and it's called Jugglers it. on Juggling. And I listened to it, and uh, it was so, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's bad for me to say this as the only other juggling podcast producer. Um, I know that when I started off this this podcast, it wasn't that great, and but um, at least I had something to talk about. Uh, and these guys did you? Pretty, yeah, I did. You know, it was, it was there. interesting to know. So and please write that down. And when you got Luke involved, Polar, they certainly got a lot better. I know this one's been a bit rambling as well, but I'm I'm sure the thing is it's recorded on one guy's computer and he's never met the other guy. So they're doing it via Skype. So right channel is his microphone like this, and the other the other channel is the other guy talking microphone of it like this. But, so like, but through like Skype. the interview with Ori. <laughs> it was it was about as good if I'd have turned up the interview with Ori full blast, it would have been about that quality, which is which to get through an hour, an hour-long podcast like that was just painful. It was just really painful to get through. I'm not saying people don't listen to it. All I'm saying is that unless you are a member of the WJF forums, you probably won't understand it. I am a member of the WJF forums, but the thing I is, don't read that them. That is just the biggest advert that they can get What's that? at the moment, I guess. You mentioning that podcast on your no, podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> but they, they, they've, they've promoted it online in some different forums and things like that. But it's... It, it, it's I'm not kidding, it's painful to get through and the content it's not worth it. I mean they have Jason Garfield on as the guest and it's like they're it's wasted. I mean they're but obviously we can have Jason Garfield uh, next week as a guest if we want. Maybe we could, maybe we could. I don't know. The thing is I actually said earlier on that I'm not that interested in in interviewing people like Jason Garfield. Sure, I mean, I would do it, but I'm rather wanting to get hold of some performers that people haven't heard about, you know, and anyone can get Jason Garfield's views on anything. I mean, he's got his own website, his own forum, he's, he releases videos all the time and stuff like that. His views on juggling are quite well known. I want to get hold of other people whose views on juggling aren't quite so well known, some performers that aren't, you know, people don't really have that much access to. Those are the people that I want to interview. Um, 
and they do this interview with Jason, and Jason actually comes across as a really nice guy, very funny guy, but it's just wasted. They just don't talk about anything at all that I could that I could tell, um, which is a bit of a pity because uh, it'd be nice to have like another juggling podcast that I can listen to that I don't have to record. Um, but maybe it'll develop. The thing is, I'm not sure, unless they get the audio quality sorted out, I'm not going to sit through more than another five minutes of that podcast because it, it, it was literally, I'm not kidding, literally painful to listen to. Um, but, yeah. Look, I think Go that's a bit it. uncool no, Paula, of you. Tell you what, tell you what, come with me, Paula. No, no okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll to listen you. to it. I'll, I'll listen to, to it. Okay. And then next week, I'll tell my opinion about it. Okay, but okay? I, I've, I'm sure you won't be able to listen to it. Also, they do mention this podcast on it. They said they tried listening to the latest one, got halfway through, got bored and switched off. So um, what do I know, eh? Uh, so it's like it's some kind of competition now. What? They said something bad, so you no, say I something bad no, now. No, I w- I w- if people don't like this podcast, that's fair enough. They don't have to listen to it. The thing is, I would like to listen to the other podcast. It's just the audio quality is so bad that is it is actually painful to listen to. It actually hurt my ears. Did you and my already head to listen read to it. some some stuff about it, like what people say? No, about because it. I I listened to it pretty much as soon as it was released, and um, on some chat rooms that I went to, that some other people said they said, "Oh, I got about five minutes into it, and I couldn't listen to it because the audio quality was so okay. bad." And another person said, "I can't listen to this because the audio quality is so bad." So maybe um, they'll change that, and maybe then it will be it. just the best podcast ever. Maybe it will be. Anyway, so uh, good luck. Not. Good luck on the other guys across there who some random people doing another juggling podcast hopefully they've got something to say that's interesting and hopefully they can say it in a quicker time than 50 minutes uh, which is probably what we're doing now actually, isn't it <laughs> we waffled on for a long time um so that brings to a close juggling podcast number 16 israeli convention review special uh my name's luke burridge goodbye my name is paula brentler goodbye In a while. Crocodile. See you soon. Honeymoon. Honeymoon, is that That is what I always say. I just don't know why. So what kind of reptile is a honeymoon?